afternoon, everyone. The Richmond City Council's budget work session will now come to order. Madam Clerk, if you would please read the electronic meeting announcement followed by the roll call. Yes, Madam President. Before we begin this afternoon's meeting, I must state the following for the record. <clears throat> this work session will be held through electronic communication means pursuant to and in compliance with Ordinance Number 2020-093, adopted April 9th of 2020, as most recently amended by Ordinance Number 2020-232, adopted December 14th of 2020. Notice of this work session was provided to the public by means of a public information advisory issued on Thursday, February 11th of 2021, as well as through the Registrar on the City's website in accordance with our usual practice. There will be no opportunities for public comment and no public hearings during this session. And in order to identify each council member who is present electronically for this meeting, I will now call the roll. Mr. Addison? Ms. Jordan? Sorry, Ms. Jordan, I believe you're. Sorry, Ms. Jordan? Ms. Lambert? Here. Ms. Lynch? Ms. Trammell? Here. Mr. Jones? Present. Vice President Robertson? Here. And President Newbill? Here. Madam President, all members are in attendance with the exception of Councilors Addison and Lynch. You do have a quorum. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Clark. At this time, members, we will proceed with the discussion of our proposed budget amendments. And Mr. Eckelberger, uh, if you would lead us uh, in that process. Yes, ma'am. I'll be happy to. I have to share my my screen with you. And it's not showing me the screen to share that I want. Hold on. Maybe I just need to keep going down. I got a lot of screens open right now. <clears throat> I think this is it. You'll have to tell me if. Yeah, that should be. That should be the screen that that says council working document scenario for potential amendment increases. Um, I hope that's what you see as well. That's correct, Mr. Eckelberger. OK, let me start then. We're going to go back in to revenues where I have some news that is somewhat disappointing compared to where we were. Um, on Wednesday of last week, we do have the certification from the administration on additional revenues. That's good news. They certified the the actual dollar amount, three million three hundred and eleven thousand oh thirty oh sixty six, from the assessor's revised estimates of what the assessments, the growth in assessments will be. They did not believe that addition of another position to the assessor's office would generate the $260,000. Um, so they did not certify that. And then the bad news, and they would agree that this is not good news, um, because of some changes that are going on, the city is going to lose $750,000 from what are called gray machines. These are these games of skill that you're not going to be able to have in, say, a 7-Eleven or other convenience store in the future or in bars and restaurants. Uh, so that's a $750,000 loss. So where last week we thought you were going to get maybe uh, 3.6, 3.7 million 
out of additional revenues, you're in fact going to get 2.56 million. So roughly a million dollars less than what you thought when you talked on Wednesday. So that's the number right there, 2561066, that are certified for additional revenues for your use in budget amendments. Now, moving on to one of the decreases, last week we discussed uh, the 10% decrease across the board for non-departmental charitable contributions. And if you saw the, the impact statements from, you know, several of the entities that are listed under charitable contributions, then you know that, that some of those, the Richmond Behavioral Health Authority, uh, the Richmond Ambulance Authority, and, and a few others had some serious objections to that. Um, and I emailed the budget office about whether or not some of those were mischaracterized and were in fact uh, not charitable contributions, but were more organizational support. And the email I got back said that in fact, they are in their opinion, charitable contributions uh, as defined under a section of the state code. And I don't know if it shifts when I do this or not. I don't think so. But that section of the state code ends by saying Nothing in this section shall be construed to obligate any locality to appropriate funds to any entity. Such charitable contributions shall be voluntary. So even though the impact would be substantial on some of the organizations, um, these are supposed to be purely voluntary contributions, <clears throat> which leads me back to thinking that some of them are, are out of place and should not be characterized this way. That said, there is not enough time to get in there and wrestle with the attorneys and the administration on what should be and shouldn't be. So in talking with the patron of this amendment, uh, she decided to withdraw it. So at the moment, that $1.2 million in savings is no longer available. And that means that at the moment, the only budget reduction you got is really a technical one the 5.8 million that was provided for general government employee compensation is still available for your use. So that gives you a total of 8.4 million. When we move back over to the increases and, and just this note you'll see here, I put the, the 8.4 million is 2.6 million above the compensation amount. Okay, it's just that. There's no other. It's just the revenue. <clears throat> because the um, administration did not certify the money from the additional assessor's position, <clears throat> I have taken that out of the line item for additional staff or to, to fully fund the staffing of these um, council agencies. So instead of 281, that's 191. But that's really the only change I've made to this spreadsheet compared to what you have seen uh, last week. Now, what I did when I emailed this out to you folks late last week is for some reason, my screen just froze up, which doesn't make me happy at all. 
It's not moving. Um, wow, that's going to be a real drawback to this discussion if I can't get it to move. Bill, are you able to close it out and come bring it back up again? That's what I'm going to try to do. And hopefully I can get this back without too much trouble. And it looks like Excel just failed um, on my computer. So um, I'm going to have to I don't I don't know what to do. Oh wait, Excel just came back. So maybe maybe it's maybe it's gonna let me tag on it. Okay, just bear with me. We're having you know temporary technical difficulties. Um I don't know why Excel would pick this particular time to stop working. Um, I mean, this happens from time to time, but usually not in the middle of a budget amendment work session. Okay, it's not coming back this time. Okay, is there another, um, is it the software or is there another um, system you can log on to and see? Uh, I'm going to, what, what we're going to do is I'm going to let Samson share his screen because mine okay. appears not to be working. Okay. Um, so Sam, it's on the S drive. It's that one that's called working copy. And Madam President, may I ask this again as, the, as with last week, anything that staff comes and presents to us, can we get that forwarded to council so we can look at that as well, get a soft copy sent to us? Uh, absolutely. absolutely. Everything I've mentioned so far, you already have copies of. Um, and anything that we talk about that has not, a copy has not been sent out yet, we will send a copy out. Um, I still, Excel's not working uh, for me. Hopefully okay, it's working. Samson pulling it up on his screen. So that yeah, we go Samson's going to pull it up and Samson yeah, will share his screen. Pulling it up. And as soon as I can see that, and I will just ask Samson to scroll different places. It's going to make it much more cum cumbersome than I had hoped, but it'll still work. Bill, I've opened up the staff analysis folder. Is there is it sitting in that folder or a subfolder? Hold on. I'll come over and show you. Okay. I'll see you in a minute. And, and Madam President, if, if I could just again just make Councilman this, Jones, yes. If I could just make this plea, anytime anyone brings anything before us that they are bringing a presentation, especially staff, if they could just forward that, we should not see anything on a screen that's in a presentation that we should not be able to uh, go to our inbox, pull down, download for ourselves, so we can follow along at our pace. Uh, we can do that, uh, Councilman Jones. Okay. 
President Newbill, the easy thing might be for him to just send it now to all members. Um, once he can load it up, that would be great. My understanding is that uh, he did send it out, no, um, but I can uh, work on uh, – can you all see it now? Yes. Yes. All right. I can work on sending out another copy, I believe. Actually, I can't because my email's not working. <laughs> Um, but uh, Bill, correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. I do believe that he did send out an exact copy of this to everybody. Oh yes, you've you've got a copy. Yes, we have it. Okay. Thank so, you. Unfortunately, I can't see this thing very big. Um, I can zoom. Um, yeah, if you could zoom in on just the the actual active area of the worksheet. That's way too much. All right, we're in increases. There you go. There, scrolling there. up. Last thing That's, you talked about, I think, was that. Yep. Just now, now you're now you've got it, and I'm gonna embarrass myself by taking my glasses off so I can squint at this screen now. If you go down, the only change to that first group is the the 191, which takes out the 90,000 for the assessor's position which isn't necessary if they're not going to certify the revenues. And then we move on down. There are no changes here to what was discussed last week on the the uh, pay plan. It's the 3.25% increase for all employees on October 9th. And then the uh, Gallagher study implementation for those below the midpoint of the range uh, is the next line item. And then down below that, there's the 500,000 for the implement to begin the implementation of the new police and fire pay plan on January 1st. But then below that, there's the $100,000 to actually vet that and develop any changes and, and ordinance revisions that have to be done to implement that. Uh, moving on down, there's still the spreadsheet reflects the one point. $1 million for the public defenders. Um, that needs some more discussion at this point. Um, with the, the loss of all the revenues that you saw um, from last week, um, the thought here would be that instead of going to full parity with the Commonwealth's attorneys, this full $1.1 million in FY22, that every other group you're phasing in over a two-year period. So what you would do is phase this in over a two-year period, and that would be um, roughly half this amount. So roughly 1.6, not 5.6, 5.7 million would phase in half of the amount for the public defenders in 22, with the other half to come in 23. So I need to know. And Ms. Lynch, we tried to get a hold of you this morning. Uh, but but we're unsuccessful. So this sure. really hasn't been discussed with anybody other than um, with um, the council president and I. Thank you, Mr. Jones. M Madam President, thank you. No one reached out to me because I have an amendment on this as well. Uh, again, we're making cuts and we haven't discussed what priorities are at this point. Um, and so, again, we're just going at this 
you know, apparently just, hey, we're going to target this, target this. How do we identify what our priorities are in our amend uh, our proposed increases? Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. If if I could what? if I could yes, try to answer, if I could try to answer that, my working assumption is that your amendments recognize your priorities. And <clears throat> what I'm trying to do is get you through a scenario where you can get um pretty much everything you want um we do have to get down to discuss those things that were not discussed last wednesday and if you would look at the spreadsheet a little further down samson can you scroll down to the red line i put in this red line after the meeting on wednesday to indicate that those are the things that we really hadn't discussed and you discussed the need for more money for affordable housing uh, substantially on Wednesday. So I think everybody understands that that's a priority for you know a, a number of people on council. We did not discuss the smaller things below that, for which right now there is very little funding um, because you run out of money. So let's go back and discuss for a moment let's just skip we we can come back to the public defenders i i don't need to finish that i can come back to it let's go down to the affordable housing section that it's in the the sort of peach colored area there are a number of amendments to fund affordable housing and other housing programs eviction prevention and and homeless services for uh, substantial amounts of money. And if employee compensation is a priority in the mayor's introduced budget, and it continues to be a priority for city council, most of these, there's simply not enough money to fund. But, but, you're going to have coming up within the next month or two, the monies from the American Rescue Plan Act that can be used for these purposes. And they can be used for these purposes um, under the, the general provisions of that act. Now, we don't know the detailed guidelines that Treasury is going to do yet. And there's still a little bit of question as to whether you're going to get 115 million from a ARP or whether you're going to get 158 million. Now, Senators Kane and Warner say their intent was 158. And they wrote a letter to Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, a week or so ago to say we really did mean for cities in Virginia to get money from the city's pot and the county's pot because Virginia is unique in the nation in having cities that are independent and they do the work of what in other states are counties as well as what in other states are cities. So it was intended that Virginia cities get money from both pots. That's where the 158 million comes from. Now, how to get some comfort level that council is actually going to be involved in the process of allocation of these ARP monies, there is 
some work that I've been doing on your behalf with the council president and the, and the city attorney. And what we've done, and this is going to be introduced uh, this evening at your council session, and it's going to be expedited because there's there's intent to waive committee review. The legislation will set up uh, a special reserve, a, a lockbox, if you will, where all of the monies received pursuant to the American Rescue Plan Act, whether they come from the federal government, whether they are part of the state money that the state's going to get, which may then subgrant to the city, or any other place that gets money that may subgrant to the city under the provisions of this act. So it might be more than 158 million. So uh, those monies will go into a lockbox. Yeah, Mr. Eckelberger, uh, do you have that uh, paper to pull up so members can see that? I do, Samson. You're going to have to stop sharing your screen for a second, and I'm going to have to start sharing mine. And um, Councilwoman Trammell, is your question relative to this item or something prior to the ARP or immediately prior? Madam President, it's referring to the ARP. You know, okay. ever since last week when I guess the citizens heard us talking about this, and I keep, and I mean, I've been taking all these phone calls in reference to this. Well, is this money going to be used for our streets? Is this money going to be used for our drainage? We have, you know, had drainage problems in the 8th and the 9th. And this sixth district for years and years and years and years, and nothing has, you know, nothing, nothing's happened to make this drainage better. Because when you have houses flooding and homeowners going to bed, and I told you, that, Madam President, you tell me, were you talking to me? Oh no, I wasn't saying anything. I Somebody thought there was some reverberation coming back. I'm sorry, what? I heard some reverberation coming back. I thought that was from your side. I'm sorry. Oh, nobody's here but me. Oh, okay. And then I'm not sure what that was. Are you hearing an echo? Yeah. It's like somebody's yeah. trying to talk through this. Yeah, that's not me. No. I thought, I'm just saying that we don't have this money. This money is not our money yet. And, you know, Tim Kaine and, and, and Mark Warner, the senators, they can say all this stuff, but we do not have it with us. And we don't even know how we're going to be able to spend it. We don't know what we're going to get. And then we got everybody else calling us. And every year we go through this with this budget, every single year. Then all of a sudden, somebody finds millions and millions of dollars that we had a surplus or that we had this money to do this and that, that we council members don't per se have any say-so over. It's, it's done by the administration or whatever. And then we get yelled at and hollered at because they think that we let the money go. So we need to get this out there that is that, you know, enough is enough with us not getting, you know, things that we need per sure. se for our district. Something that will benefit everybody, like the drainage and like the high utility bills that people are calling me all weekend about. They got their water and gas bill and it's unreal and they don't know why it keeps going up. And there's other people that's not paying gas and water. There's people that especially, you know, renters or whatever, not paying the utilities or the VEPCO bill or the rent. And I told them that does not fall on the mayor. That does not fall on city council members. Take it to the governor. Take it to okay. Governor Ralph Northern or to his chief of staff and see if you can get some answers from them, because we did not do this. Thank, Thank you. Mr. So, President. Absolutely, Councilwoman Trammell. And to your point, 
that uh, this paper is specifically designed, if you will um, take a look really quickly, and I'll punt back to Mr. Eckelberger, to ensure that city council, when these funds do come, that they go into a reserve fund uh, such that, and you see the very last line, such that the council of the city of Richmond will have uh, 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 you know, will have involvement, but more than involvement, will also drive how those and authorize how those uh, expenditures uh, will occur. That they would, the city of council would authorize uh, the the expenditure of the funds. I'm not sure if I, I might have muddied that a little bit. If you read the text there, that um, put placing the funds in uh, special reserve for the purpose authorized by the act for future appropriation by the council of the city of Richmond only for expenditures authorized by the act so that we, the council, would be involved. It wouldn't just simply be a blanket uh, allocation for a purpose, but city council, we would work through that process and bring that back in a paper to delineate that uh, involvement and collaborative uh, partnership and effort between the administration and council. Mr. Eckelberg, if you will unmute and address that to provide additional clarification. This is the first of three pieces of legislation that we've been working with the city attorney on. The the first one puts the money into a lockbox, if you will, so that it can't be used except after city council appropriates the money. Now, that's what happened with the CARES Act money last year. But with the CARES Act money, council appropriated both tranches in lump sums which once appropriated, the administration can spend that money, you know, within the confines of the appropriation. And since it was a lump sum, they could do what they wanted with it. And, and you know, you always hope in those situations that it's going to be prudent. And I have no reason to believe that that the money was ever spent in a way that was not prudent. So I think those were emergency situations, though. Now you've got the time to consider what it is that should be done with this money. So it's in a lockbox. The pieces of legislation that we're still working with the city attorney on are, first of all, a resolution that sets out the policies and procedures that council will use if a, an amendment is presented to them for the use of monies that came from the AAR, the ARP. And the basic premise there is setting out the rules for council to consider, but the basic thrust of it is um, that if it has, if that amendment wasn't developed through a collaborative process with council, you're going to reject it. You're the governing body. You have to appropriate the money. And if you want a collaborative process, you simply just say it's going to go through that collaborative process or it's not going to get appropriated. The third piece is to set up that collaborative process. And that's really the toughest one to do because you want to be sure that the collaborative process involves the administration and it involves city council in some fashion. Now, you know, the, the first reaction for or the first option for somebody who works for you is that you would set up a working group that would have the council members and the mayor. 
that might not be what the administration wants. So the rub is working with the administration to come up with what this working group, this collaborative process would look like. And that that discussion hasn't really gotten underway. Um, but we but, wanted you to know, or Dr. Newville wanted to share this concept of the lockbox with you. It's it's modeled on what you do with the school uh, construction money, and and it's worked for that. Um, the other parts are still under consideration and development, but you've got time because you don't need those until you actually have money to start appropriating. And that's so, that ends my discussion of that I, sure. I, on my part. So, Mr. Um, Eckelberger and, and members just wanted to say that uh, would look to begin to bring something um, at OD that we can start to be thoughtful about and can get your input into in terms of the that collaborative process uh, that would be utilized that would then tie back into how these funds would be um, uh, uh, you know utilized and earmarked. Uh, in terms of um, appropriation and expenditure. So, Ms. Larson and then Ms. Uh, Jordan. Um, can can so, somebody email us the draft of this? Sure. Thank you. Ms. Jordan. Thank you. Um, this is encouraging news, and I appreciate the extra work that the finance team is doing in the middle budget season. Um, could someone let me know if they're also working on the um, the guardrails that need to be put on the affordable housing trust fund so that we are really addressing the the needs of our lower AMI uh, neighbors and not just building more market rate housing? Thank you. Absolutely. Um, uh, yes, uh, Ms. Davis and Mr. Eckelberger will follow up. This is very specific to um, the American Rescue Plan Act uh, funds and placing them in a reserve, um, but all staff can certainly follow up in terms of what you're referring to as guardrails relative to the lower levels of AMI is what you're referring to. And um, I'm not sure where we are with that at this point in terms of we're, we're not working on any uh, legislation at this point, but um, I'll ask Ms. Davis to report back on that. Thank you. Mr. Addison. Yeah, yes. Uh, I'd like to offer that we can discuss that at land use for the guardrails for the Affordable Housing Trust Fund as they presented last month. And that was a discussion that we were looking to have with them around what exactly would be the best allocation. So that is definitely a topic we can take up at this month's land use meeting. Thank you, Ms. Addison. Um, the other part is that um, that body's also looking at a, well, I'll just leave that. So yes, I'll come back to that. Um, I think I have one other hand here and I'm trying to see who that is. Chair Newville. Yes, Ms. Davis. I've sent the draft to members for the um, ARP. For the paper. legislation. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Again, this is um, to, uh, yes, it'll come to you. So you'll see the specifics there. And it's just the first or the beginning of the conversation relative to council's involvement in the uh, expenditure of the ARP funds. 
Mr. Eckelberger. Yes, ma'am. Back to me and Samson, if you could zoom in on that, that worksheet again. And again, I'm going to lean in and squint. Um, so last time. the concept is if I can if I can skip on down to this this sort of pink area uh, for a moment. Um, the first thing there is Samson, can you scroll down? Okay. Okay, Mr. Eckelberger, before you move there, move yes. from there, Councilwoman Robertson, I believe I seeing your hand. Um, thank you, Madam Chair. I I want to scroll back up a little bit higher, uh, Bill, if we can. Sure. And make sure I'm understanding uh, the source of revenues that you've identified that we're working with. Uh, I see on this um slide you've got 2.5 is that um if can we scroll back up just a little bit higher can well actually samson can yeah can you scroll up to the top to to the top all the way councilman robertson did you mean to the top or just that section prior to the one we I, so the there's a 2.5 revenue increase, which I understand part of that is new revenue that now has been certified um, from the assessor. Um, and the decrease, I'm interested in, I want to get a clarification of Samson, what. Can, can you go over have to the revenue tab? 5.8 to come up to, with this 8.3. Here's the revenue tab, and um, they certified the increase for the um, for the increased growth in assessments. That's the 3.3 million. They did not, as I mentioned, they did not think that adding a new assessor would generate any money, so they didn't certify that. The negative 750,000. Now that you're yes. Okay, so what I'm not It is the 5.8 million, Mr. Eckelberger. Yes, that was about oh, the 5.8. Okay, go back over to the um decreases. The, the decreases page and go to the very top. All the way up. The introduced budget put in 5,807,124 to do the classification and compensation plan for general employees. That's shorthand been referred to as the Gallagher study. Council has expressed an interest in modifying that. And the first thing you have to do to modify that is take that 5,807,000 out because you're not going to use it for the pure Gallagher study the way it was proposed. So you take that money out and then you go back over to the increase slide, Samson. And if you go down and, and Samson, scroll down to where we're looking at that green block. If you look right at the moment, using that 5.8 million from employee compensation, council is funding the 3.25% across the board increase for all general employees. You're funding $2 million, 2.1 million for what's called the Gallagher study. And then you're funding an additional 500,000 for the police and fire new pay plan, 
plus the $100,000 to pay for that. And then at the moment, because we haven't completed the dis- discussion, the public defender's office would be the full funding, not the phased in funding. Let me stop you to miss, just make sure I'm, I'm getting the answers that I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, so if you go back to your revenue where you're adding in the five point some million dollars. Yeah, it's five point eight. OK. Um, and that is the takeout from the current budget for payment for the Gallagher increase that came with the mayor's budget, right? Yes. Does that also, is that also included a takeout of the two-step for fire and police that was in the budget? No. No. Okay. All right. Um, And, and, and the re, the reason is, the reason is technical because with this money for the general employees, that the general employee money is, is distributed in a way that funds their estimates for their Gallagher study. Um, and it's spread through all city departments. You have to take that out. The fire and police money and, and put it back in a different I, way. I don't know. The fire and police the, money is under fire Bill, and police. Bill, Bill, I don't yes. need the expert. Just answer what I ask you because I don't need all of the explanation as to the reason why we didn't. I just need to know that we didn't. Okay. No. So there's not confusion there that in that five million, five point eight, that it also included the revenue that's in the budget for the two steps for police. I'm no, that's left alone. Okay, fine. Um, then that being the case, of the 5.8 that we took out, we are reappropriating that back, or making a recommendation to put that back in the budget to cover um, Samson Go increases. The, to cover the increases that we want to increase um, for employees that are not included in the Gallagher recommendation mm-hmm. from the mayor. Plus, we are following, putting some money back in for pay increases for the employees, but we're not following the Gallagher's study plan. Correct. Not 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 precisely. You you've made a modification to it so that so so that somebody will get every something, and that something for everybody is three point two five percent. Does that give us? Does that get us back to the total appropriate of this Samson, scroll, Samson, scroll down to the bottom. Uh, scroll down to the bottom of that green area. Samson, can you scroll down to the bottom of the green area? Yes. Out of the 5.8, that's only roughly 5.6. That's 5.6. But you're spending at the moment 7.3 on employee compensation. And the one we haven't gotten in, in, in some clarity on, in my mind, is the public defenders, because all these other groups, this the, the general government employee group and – the uh, police and fire plans are being split over the two years 
uh, FY22 and then complete the movement in these pay plans in FY23. And right now, the public defenders is still in this list at the full amount. And what I would propose is you phase that in to complete the the um, bringing them up to the, the parity with the Commonwealth attorneys over a two year period, in which case that one point one million could be half that amount. OK. Um, at this point, Ms. Eckelberger, I think Mr. Saunders has a I guess a question or comment relative to the pay plan that's being discussed. Mr. Saunders. Can I ask um, for clarification on the uh, $500,000 in potential or it looks like uh, otherwise uh, for the 500,000 that is in the line item for police empire pay plan and study. I understand the $100,000 for the pay plan study. I don't, know what the the net difference is um or if i do understand it i I have some concerns so can i maybe start with first ask for clarification yeah the five hundred thousand uh is the difference between the 2.5 million that's in the two budgets one for police and one for fire uh the money that's in there for the step plan versus one half of a year of their of the proposed plan but spread over two years so if the proposed plan was 12 million uh, bill you don't need do to, six yeah. a year and three million is what would be half a year okay so bill do you have any uh thing in writing or otherwise uh in consultation with our departments of procurement or hr that the timeline for both procurement completion of the pay plan as well as that its implementation would be ready for January 1, because I don't believe we have that from our team. I I don't, but um, this is a policy discussion. In my in my opinion, this is a policy discussion. And if council originally wanted to, the, the discussions I had with council was they originally wanted to do this effective October 9th. And they were convinced that that would not give enough time to do a reasonable study and come back with modifications if necessary. So Madam President, the agreement be, that I'm working from was to do this on January 1st. Madam President, yeah. would you mind if I ask um, Director Burrell to speak to the um, feasibility from a procurement standpoint? Okay, and we're speaking to the feasibility of completing a study within eight months. Is that correct? Well, I mean, you could complete the study with the appropriation beginning on July right. 1. We're talking from so June through December would be or June through November beginning would be um, July, July, not June. I understand, but we have a month of June in this year as well to look at um, beginning I, the process. Ma- to- Madam President, if I could ask Director Burrell to speak to it. And then I do have, I believe, some other comments and, and questions Um in this regard, but if if Betty's on, I'd ask if she could speak to this. Good afternoon, President Newbill, members of City Council. Um, an RFP for non-professional services takes a minimum of 133 days to complete. Something of this complexity, just the procurement aspects of it, would probably be more along the lines of uh, much more than 133 days. 
probably not 301. Uh, I, I have some real concerns about being able to procure it and have a contract in place by January and that um, I, I will leave it to um, ACL Saunders to talk about how long it then would take to get the study completed. Thank you. Uh, yes, just uh, a quick question, Miss uh, Burrell. Okay. You said at least 133 days. Is that correct? That is correct. And that was minimum. On the- on on the procurement procurement of non-professional services yes okay and so that would still leave another three to four months for okay i hear yes but can i ask a question would not a a compensation plan analysis be professional services professional services are defined by code that includes lawyers accountants those those services that require a license, basically. Okay. So this is this is non-professional services and an undertaking of this magnitude. Uh, let me emphasize uh, 133 days is on our schedule, our flow chart as the minimum number of days. It would be practically impossible for procurement services if we were to start today. It would be practically impossible for us to get a contract negotiated and in place by January 1. And that leaves no time for the study to be completed. Thank you. So, and Madam okay, President. I, yes, and, and we can come back to this. Um, I'm, I'm, as I look at this but. from June and we can have a discussion and follow up. But from June through December. We're talking about at this point, even July through December. To procure the study. It takes that long to procure. Well, again, even if we started from June through July. Um, Madam President, okay, if I can that's speak, fine. Uh, I'll come please. back. And uh, Mr. Saunders, if you, Mr. Saunders, if you would continue your comment, and then I'm going to go to Ms. Larson. Thank you. Madam President, I, I think, I mean, what, what just to, to, Bring it back. The concern here, so uh, Ms. Director Burrell is correct that I mean this the simple procurement act, which you know, given um, procurement, you know, we can't begin until the actual start of the fiscal year, which is July one, not June, which is why I was trying to correct that earlier. Um, it's simply what m- my concern is is a we we certainly have a procurement timeline that we need to meet, um, but we also even if you were to set aside an additional half a million dollars for implementation, the only basis for that estimate is based off the study conducted by um you know the either RCOP or the the fire association um the so so we're not even certain that that funding is adequate to, to meet the obligation so we're we're essentially extending a promise or a commitment to our officers and firefighters that we will study fit you know to address any issues and implement on a date certain of January 1 which creates an expectation that we or may not may not or what the administration would would say is um, cannot necessarily guarantee the viability of that, because even if Betty completes the study, you're still talking about um, more than a thousand sworn personnel whose whose individual pay, et cetera, would need to be reviewed, adjusted and implemented. Um, I don't need to remind folks that, you know, it wasn't that many years ago when we first started to um, implement the pay plan. It did. You know, there were there were challenges, there were hiccups that led to a, a slight delay um, in its implementation. My concern is you have a plan in front of you that would provide for a two step increase 
on October 1 without complication, and we are switching it towards something with a, with a high number of variables and uncertainty. Um, I don't think it is in our interest to make a commitment we can't keep um, to our officers and firefighters, and I would ask if the chiefs could speak to that uh, as well. Okay, uh, could I hold on that, Mr. Saunders and Chief, and I'll come back to you. Councilwoman Larson. Yeah, just before we let the whole administration take over our meeting, I just wanted to say that for procurement to take four months to execute a contract that's only $100,000 is um, a disappointment. I think there's probably options, state contracts, other contracts that we already have that we could leverage off of. Um, I understand the administration. This was not their idea. This is not what they want to do. I get that. But to put up roadblocks so that council can't move forward with exploring this option is frustrating, to say the least. Thank you, Councilwoman Larson. Uh, Councilwoman Robertson. And then I'll come back to you, Mr. Saunders. Councilwoman Robertson, you're muted. So my clarification I was trying to get earlier, we moved money out of the budget. We did not touch the money that was in the budget for the two-step four police. That's correct. We, okay, so I'm confused by the conversation as it relates to whether or not the two-step increase revenue that is in the budget to make that happen is remaining there and will be implemented, and if so, when? Because I'm confusing this police and fire asking for a different pay plan, which looks like we're trying to fund the two, two steps plus add another 500 uh, toward a, pay, a second pay plan. Is that? Am I confused with this? That's not no, where we are. Mr. Eckelberger, if you would um, review let, that, please. Let, let me try to be a little more clear um, in, in working out the numbers. And Samson, could you go to decreases again, please? And... Would you just where the second line that says negative 5.8, would you go over there and put negative 2,500,000? I don't remember the exact number and my spreadsheets won't work. So just put negative, no, not there, put it in the potential decreases column. Go down below where it says negative 5.8. Come on down and put negative 2.5 million. That's it. Now go back over to the increases. Where it says 500,000 on line seven, would you make that 3 million? That more clearly shows you're you're taking the step increase out and you're putting the money for this new pay plan in. Technically, that wasn't necessary to do because the money is is still being used for, for police and fire. But I think this 
entry more clearly shows what the current proposal would be. It's taking out the money for the step increase and using that same money plus 500000 to implement this new pay plan or some vetted version of that. Now, as far as when you could start working on it, I could start working on drafting that RFP, you know, as soon as you finish the budget. You can't issue it until That's correct. you have the money. But you could start working on it. I mean, procurement could start working on that tomorrow or this afternoon if they really wanted to. And then if you'll go back up all the way to the top, I think it's all the way to the top, Samson. There is a proposal to put a an investigator into uh, the inspector general's office to look at procurement. And perhaps uh, that's not Mr. a bad Echelberger, idea. That's before, a long time to get a procurement out. Yeah. Before we move there, I still have hands relative to this. So, Ms. Larson, additional comment on this. And then, Mr. Saunders, I'll let you make a last comment relative to this item. And then, Mr. Echelberger will swing back in. Um, thank you, Dr. Nadal. So I'm wondering before we, you know, continue um, spending a lot of time and effort on this, if it's worth it to poll to see where we are with council to make sure that there are five or more people who support um, changing the way we're looking at compensating police and fire for the upcoming fiscal year. Okay. Um, I'm, Mr. Eichelberger, this, it's a, well, I guess we can unbundle um, them. So, Ms. Larson, let me come. Mr. Eichelberger, did you have a comment there? Because I'm going to go. Councilwoman Trammell now has her hand raised, and I'll ask. No, I, I just didn't understand the unbundle comment. Okay. Councilwoman Larson was asking about um, whether or not there was consensus on police and fire compensation as currently in this uh as currently uh, in this uh, plan. Right. That, that would be yes. useful. Okay. But let me do this. Let, okay. Um, I'm going to, I believe uh, Ms. Trammell had her hand, hand, Councilman Jones, Mr. Saunders, and then let's try to come back and wrap this up. Madam President. Yes, Councilwoman Trammell. I was going to say this is this is so important, and um, and, and I was going to basically ask the same thing that Councilwoman Kristen Lawson asked. Can we take a you know to see exactly how many council members are on board with this as of today with police and fire? Sure. Thank you. Okay. Ma'am. Let me get any other questions, and then I'll go to that Councilman uh, Jones. Yeah. Yes, Councilwoman Robinson. Yes. And, and again, in, in, in budget years past, and, and it's not like I have 20, but at least the four that I do have, um, that's kind of what I was envisioning, us yeah. finding out where we are, not just on police and fire. The whole thing, the intent was to do, hold on, hold on, hold on, do just that, Mr. Floor, Jones. You gave me the floor. Yes. It would be helpful because, again, it seems as if staff has already, and again, they're doing what, 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 they're, 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 I guess what they're, what they're doing, they're doing what they're doing, trying to put money where money is. But we have not said as a council, as five or six, whatever it is, if it takes five for an amendment or six for an amendment, that we look at these particular areas. I think that would be, 
the prudent way to go forward versus just, hey, we have $7 million. We're going to spread $7 million across these areas. And, well, we don't have enough for these right here where, again, if we need five or six, if it's six for an amendment, then we should get six on each of these areas. And then out of the areas that we come back with consensus with, figure out how we can go and just work our way through. Um, but that's what we've done in years past. Yeah. I, Mr. I just Jones like spending a lot yeah. of, we're spending our wheels and, and not, and not really moving. I don't think we're any closer now than where we were last week. So thank, thank you, Mr. Jones. That's exactly the process, except because we had a reduction in the revenue, um, staff was taking a look at that, giving us feedback, but that's exactly and expressly what must happen is that there is approval for each of these items. So we were allowed that that update would be given and then would go back and systematically come through to get that approval. So you're absolutely correct. Ms. Robertson, and then I will move on. Uh, and I think Mr. Saunders, I'll let you have a comment after that. And this, Mr. Eckelberger, let's go. Um, we can go on back and uh, review from there in terms of consensus. Uh, Councilwoman Robertson. Uh, Madam Chair, I do want to speak to this. Uh, I, I am interested in understanding if there are other impediments that Mr. Saunders want to put out there before. But if you'd like for me to proceed with my concerns, I will do so now. In, before um, Mr. Saunders, uh, do you want to go in and provide your comment and then we'll come back, um, Councilwoman Robertson, and then we'll come back uh, to the broader discussion and consensus on these items. Mr. Saunders. Thank you, Madam President. Um, I will just say that uh, I, I, I will admit to having been confused last week and not understanding until um, right before this meeting that the $500,000 was not you know, flex, but was for a switch from the two steps to a January one implementation of a study pay plan. Um, I, I've said a couple of different points about concern related to a timeline that um, not very certain will meet. But but even if the timeline was achievable, there's no there's no guarantee that the dollar amount is what is proposed for appropriation here. It may be significantly. Um, it could very well be significantly higher. Um, I would say that from a, a commitment to our personnel and then for a commitment to a um, a timely study as well as a timely plan for funding um, the results of that study, um, committing to, to what was proposed in the budget that um, moving forward with what was proposed in the budget to implement two steps on October 1, guaranteed, um, seems like a more responsible um, response to the concerns raised by our personnel from in police and fire, uh, while we also look to bring you um, both the results of a study and a plan for implementation um, as quickly as possible, whether that is um, January, March, or for you know the start of the FY23 fiscal year. Um, it, it is in everyone's interest to move as quickly and expeditiously as possible, but it is not in our district in our interest to make a commitment we can't be sure we will, will be ready to meet on January 1. Thank you. Uh, we'll move on. Um, Councilwoman Trammell is still on the same. Oh, I'm sorry, Councilwoman Robertson was next, and then Councilwoman Trammell. 
Okay, thank you. Um, okay, so I'm still trying to be clear. I'm sorry if I'm slow uh, at being absolutely clear. So the money that was in the budget for the two step, what's the amount of that money? Two point five million. All right. And we are looking at ways to increase that two thousand two point five upwards to by five hundred thousand for implementation because it would be implementation. Uh, assuming the study would be completed by the end of the year, but, but, implementation but this, this for one half question. of the year. This is my question. The pay plan that police has asked us for, the figure that I have received is somewhere around 12. That's correct. And we're, if we're splitting it in half. That would be six. And then the year is split in half, so that's another half, so it would be three. That would be Six. No, the, it would be six ah, million okay. per year, and then if we're not implementing until January one, that would be three million. It's okay. six million per year, but it would only be. Um, I got. It. I okay. got. It. We don't okay. need to repeat it. Um. So the difference in a half a year for the police plan. At 12 million split into a two year and then split again into a half a year has to be significantly less than what they would get for two steps. Is it? Let me say, not based on the projections that we um, have. The, two step, the dollar amount for the two-step is for the full fiscal year, which we saw, it seems like, in October. Uh, but now we are reducing this down to a half a year. We're actually reducing this down to a fourth of a, as it relates to the earnings, to, four, to a fourth of a year of what would be a two-step for the entire year. There's got to be a significant difference, and if there isn't, um, I'd like to know that. Let me and see. The follow-up yes. follow question, because we really, I'm, 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 the way I'm looking at this, it seems like to me we are, we are telling the police, we're going to go with your plan. We're going to go on and do your plan. We're going to do the study. We're going to verify all the numbers and so forth and so on. But we're going to cut your request into a two-year plan. And then we're going to cut the two-year plan into a six-month plan. Now, that's not being responsive, in my opinion, to the plan that they're asking us to do. If we're going to tell them that we are being responsive to the plan. Secondly... The question is that when police and fire presented this to us at the 12 million, they told us then that there were other costs that were not in this plan, that they had not had an opportunity to fully vet yet. And so we should expect that to be higher. We also should expect next year that there is another significant increase that, that has to be done to make that plan, 
the plan that it needs to be, which is questions that we have absolutely no answers to whatsoever. And I think we need to know what they are. I want to support the police plan because, to tell you the truth, I'm tired of two steps and then not enough steps and then not enough for career and going back and forth. And when I look at the pay increases that we have looked at over the past 10 years, police has always gotten <clears throat> 3 to 5% increase in pay where all the rest of the employees <coughs> excuse me, have not. So, you know, I'm <clears throat> I'm ready to go to a play plan, but I'm concerned that what we are proposing right here, um, that police are going to feel and fire that we are actually redu reducing the, re the increase in salaries that they would have gotten if they had stuck to the two, two steps this year and give us time to reevaluate what this plan really that they are asking us for really is going to cost us and make plans now to make that shift in the next year's budget if the only thing they're going to get out of it this year is a quarter of a, a plan for half a year. Thank you, Ms. Robertson. And I'll go to Ms. Trammell, Ms. Lynch. Uh, and I, I want... Before I go there, I just want to say we utilized the numbers at 12 million and that it was 12 million over two years. It's anticipated that this plan will cost more than the two step plan. And so it broke out to six million per year um, and then allowing for the study to be done uh, and then implementation for half a year, which, again, estimates based on the numbers as best that it is going to be higher than what we have uh, already in there. So that takes into consideration that it's going to be higher than the 2.5 for the one year because it is um, also, um, again, needing to be fully vetted, but it leaves in at least to get underway January 1, considering that it's going to be higher at 3 million and then having the, the actual vetting uh, completed such that we know exactly how much, but we're anticipating that it will be more based on the numbers we've been given thus far. That's what we worked off of. And so, Ms. Trammell, Ms. Lynch, Mr. Addison, and then we need to move forward with this. Madam President, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for clearing up some of those questions. And I don't think that um, Vice President um, Ellen Robertson um, got all of her questions answered because there's some that she was talking about that I too. Um, have concerns about. I just know that if we don't if we don't take care of, of our police and fire public safety, we're gonna. I mean, it, we think things are bad right now because I don't. I know some of my colleagues are getting the same calls about we don't see the police. Where are the police? We don't have enough police. They don't realize that we've lost 74 police officers. And if we don't do this for them, I don't think they're gonna stay here until Ju July of next year. We've got to do something now to show these officers, these men and women that sacrifice their their lives every day for us and give back to us. We've got to show them that we care and that we don't want to lose any more police officers. So thank you, Madam President, for clearing some of the questions. But I still think that Vice President Ellen Robertson did not have all of her questions asked answered. Okay. I'll go and I'll round the wagons back uh, to Ms. Robertson. 
Ms. Lynch, Mr. Addison, and then Mr. Eckelberger, to the extent that we have the best information thus far, I'll ask you to weigh in. Council, Madam President, I would yield to our CAO. He looks like he had his hand up and it might answer one of my questions, so I'll yield to him. Are you talking about Mr. Saunders? Correct. Okay, let me come back to Mr. Saunders. If you want to yield, I'm going to go to Mr. Addison and then I'll come back. Sure thing. Okay, Ms. Addison. Yes, so I understand the desire to have maybe a better strategy of how we fund raises to our employees, but I think we have before us a plan that includes two-step increases for our public safety officials and officers, as well as a pay raise for our city staff and employees. I feel like any delay or change to that is going to create a worse situation. I think we're already trying to fix something, trying to show a good faith that we're investing in them and that they are valuable parts of our community. And that even in a difficult budget like we're in right now, we're still prioritizing making sure they get compensation. Is it enough? Is it what we'd like to give them? No. And I wish that times were better and we could address some of these concerns. But given what we're dealing with right now, and even with the procurement conversation around the study, I believe it's in our best interest to work with the administration on saying, what is our pay plan? How are we going to make sure that we invest in our employees, in our public safety officials every year? So they're not arguing and debating about this uh, every single budget. And it has to be that we started investing in the pay plan for the police and fire. We've started investing from last term, uh, the Gallagher study. I think we're staying the course. And if we want to improve upon it, let's do that. But I think what we're dealing with right now is, you know, we're discussing something that I feel like we need to be committed to funding every year as best we can. What we have before us right now is a plan that shows, I think, a good path forward to funding our raises and showing our, our employees that they matter. And for me, I think if we want to find ways to improve upon what's before us, now is not the time to do that, given the barriers to the timeline and what we heard from procurement. If we want to find a better plan or a better way forward moving into next year's budget, let's work with the administration and find that maybe in, in another conversation. But I think trying to fund and change the dates and all these other things are going to create more confusion for uh, those who are trying to pay and show how much they, they mean to our city and our residents. And so for me, I appreciate the efforts. I understand some of the concerns, but we're giving raises to everybody right now. And that's a, a, a really rare opportunity. And I just want to make sure that we understand that I feel like we're creating more complication and more work for ourselves, that we should instead work together on saying, how do we make sure that we pay as competitively as possible? And how do we make sure that we give them the investment we need to in our budget every year? Because that's ultimately the, the question that the outcome of this, this, this debate's about. And for me, okay. I'm concerned that we're talking in circles around that. And I think okay. putting first and foremost, that's our that's my plan. That's how I want to vote. Okay. And I there are two options as I'm hearing come out of this thus far. Mr. Saunders, uh, you had a comment. Yes, thank you, Madam President. Um, I just wanted to just point out a couple quick quick items because uh, and I and I really appreciate. Councilman Addison's comments about, you know, this budget is trying to provide compensation adjustments for all of our employees. Um, I think council has found a good path forward to make sure that we are, are providing compensation adjustments for all um, all general employees by doing the, um, by likely doing an across the board um, percentage base as well as a 
as well as the implementation of the Gallagher phase two. I do want to remind council, I believe I said it at our last budget meeting, um, we went back and, and confirmed, but uh, when the Gallagher study was completed, we implemented the full recommendations for public safety for police and fire uh, in, in year one of implementation. I believe the total net cost was more than five million. Uh, again, none of this is to say that we are we are done or that we um, don't want to go further in our adjustment in our in addressing compensation for all employees, but also um, our public safety. Um, but it is true. Gallagher was implemented several years ago for public safety, uh, and we are still waiting to get to it for general funds. We will hopefully be able to do that on October 9th. Um, based on the direction we're going. I do okay. also want to point out, ma'am, if I could, that, Madam President, that if if we were to, so first of all, the, I think I originally raised my hands to point out that the, the $3 million estimate uh, is based on the study from um, the associations that have brought it to us. It has not been vetted, reviewed, or otherwise by, um, by HR or uh, finance, uh, budget staff, et cetera, to know whether um, is it three million? Is it four million? It, it, it's simply, or necessarily, that that what's being represented is is 100% the direction that, um, you know, every every line, every detail. Um, but if it were, let's just say the numbers are accurate, uh, and that it, it's 12 million dollars spread across two years, and we're offering to do a quarter of a year or a quarter of it with this three million. That means that we would automatically. Uh, need to plan for a net increase of $9 million in the next general fund budget. Um, given the growth of, of general costs, et cetera, I would love to believe that that $9 million would be easy to, to appropriate, um, but we don't have data or otherwise to, to make that commitment now. Okay. Um, and that's part of the, the adjustment. So we're not just having to cover um, and Bill, I appreciate your work on this, but it's important for council to be aware, not just of the commitment they're making for the current fiscal year, but the commitment they're making for the next fiscal year. If this 3 million commits to 6 million in the next fiscal year, which becomes 12, if you're going to follow through with the commitment to implement in, uh, over two years. So it's, it's not insignificant. And I believe it's important for council to take that in consideration. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Saunders. Uh, members, uh, just in terms of getting consensus on this item, um, I think that there is uh, I'd like to see if there is consensus that we need to do a police and fire compensation study, no matter which avenue we proceed with, uh, period. Is there consensus that we would need to do the do a study? We've allocated one hundred thousand dollars for that pay plan study. Based on the comments thus far, I'm trying to separate these parts. So, um, Ms. Are Lawson, you asking us to raise our hand? Yes, if or, you would. Okay. And oh Madam God. President, point of clarification, this is simply for the $100,000 to implement a study. That we need correct. to conduct a pay plan study for police and fire, period. That that needs to be done and we need to have funds in so that we can get the Concerns regarding internal equity, external equity and comparability, uh, recruitment, retention, all those issues addressed. And it looks as if we have uh, consensus on that. Okay. Then the second part here. Uh, I'm sorry, Madam President. Consensus on what now? That we would uh, allocate dollars to conduct a pay plan study for police and fire. To the amount of what? 
$100,000 is what we have on the line right here. All right, that's fine. Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you. Then the second part here has to do with whether, and you've heard um, certainly from the administration procurement and other members, uh, whether or not a um, RF, we could procure an entity that could conduct a study such that we could have an effective date of January 1. And if I heard correctly, um, what was described didn't sound very likely. Um, so there are two questions now. We have um, already earmarked $3 million to go forth with um, implementation. Again, we know these numbers haven't been vetted, but the best numbers we have at this point, which would result in $3 million for uh, one half of the year, which would be implemented about around or about January 1 of 2021. That's one consideration. The other is to look at going forth with the uh, two-step that's already in the budget that could be effective October 9. Um, presumably, we would have a study maybe complete. I, I really don't know with what was shared, maybe complete. Um, I'm not sure uh, based on what was shared in terms of procurement when a study could be completed, but that once it is completed, we'd be looking at implementation of that study thereof. So right now, what's on the table is the three million uh, earmarked um, upon completion of the study. And Ms. Larson, did you have a question or comment? I do. Um, so, um, I mean, I would prefer to do the study and then set aside some funds to implement the study. Is there any way we could, um, between now and our amendment session on Wednesday, get more information on timeline, um, hear from the attorney's office if we're able to leverage any other existing contracts um, for this type of work since we do have consensus around the consultant money? Well, we have consensus, yes, around the study. I could, um, yes, we could get more information relative to possible cooperative state agreement, I guess, whatever the other options that might um, expedite the contracting, but we'd have to check in with procurement as well. So could certainly do that. So because the way I would, if, if I was going to order these um, in priorities from, from the fourth, fourth district, I would first prioritize implementing what we're about to study and whatever those recommendations are instead of setting aside money for that. And then if that's not possible, then doing the two steps. Okay. Well, yeah, that's kind of where we were. I hear you. So yes, we can get more information um, from procurement, from the city attorney, um, but it still begs the, begs the point. Um, I'm sorry. It's still, yes, we can get the additional information, certainly by Wednesday. Um, yes. And then Ms. Lambert, Ms. Robertson, and Mr. Jones. Thank you, Madam President. Um, I, I'm looking at 
So under the police compensation, we have Robertson, Trammell, and Newbill. All three of you all have put or proposed um, funding for the the pay increase. Um, Bill, you have put that right next to the 1.9 million. So does that cancel out Robertson and Trammell's requests? Um, how does that work in terms of moving forward? Um, do we combine all three requests or all three council members, or do we just take this new bill um, line right here and allocate the three million? I just want to be clear on what happens to the other two lines. Well, council, council Member Lambert, the the answer to that is that you have three amendments doing the same thing, but for different dollar amounts based on different assumptions. It really doesn't matter which line you put it on, but you don't okay. want to split it between three lines because that right. would be overly complicated to achieve a simple purpose. So we just chose to put them on the 1.9 line. If somebody's more okay. comfortable putting on one of the others, we can move it there. It's okay, it's not a matter. difference, but that just stays there in terms of logistics. I just want to be clear on that. It doesn't right. cancel out the other members' amendment. No, they're doing right. the same thing. But it also takes into consideration, as best as we understand it, Councilwoman Lambert, how much would be needed for the implementation of the anticipated new compensation plan January 1. That's why okay. it's the the amounts are differing. It was based on that estimation with the best information we have, and we know that a study needs to be done to really uh, fully vet and come back with that. Okay. Thank you for that clarification. Um, there was just some confusion, and I know the police and fire are going to be speaking tomorrow in our public safety um meeting. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of these questions we could probably get addressed tomorrow as well. I'm um, okay. just going to put that out there. Okay. Councilwoman Robertson, Jones, and Lynch, and we really need to move forward because we, yeah, we, we really need to move forward in this. Yes, we do. Um, and I want to elaborate on the fact for Ms. Lambert's benefit as it relates to the amendment that I put in, it was for the purpose of supporting the pay plan that the police police and fire requested, not the two-step, okay? But at the time when I put this amendment in, I was told that the requested amount that would be needed was $8.5 million, okay? Since that time, it is now 12 whatever million okay and and in in the space of a couple of weeks we're talking a difference of my assumption changing by 14 plus million dollars okay <clears throat> it was with the 4.2 uh, because we had agreed to split it into uh, a two-year phase in period of time uh, but I think that it's important that as we make this decision or whether we go with two, uh, the two-step versus the pay plan, that we recognize that we are obligating ourselves to an additional $12 million per year, even though we are only going to put out $3 million this year, the way it's being presented to us, okay, because we're only going to cover uh, a quarter of the total amount that's being asked for over a six-month period of time, and but come July 1st, 
that budget item is twelve million dollars in addition to the budget. And and we don't have the study and we have no idea what the study is going to tell us. And it's extremely difficult to make the right decision is what I'm concerned about. Thank you, Councilwoman Robertson. Councilman Jones, Lynch, and then Bill, uh, any last comment? And we're going to go on and move uh, to address this item. Madam President, I'm going to be brief. There are too many uncertainties when we start talking about a plan. I am for the $100,000 for the plan to do the study and then not tying up any other budget dollars, but, you know, uh, budget allocations in this particular budget until we get our plan back. And that's where I am. And so I'd like to move on to other areas outside of police and fire. Hundred thousand for the uh, plan study, and then let's let's move forward. That that's what I'm in favor of, Madam President. Okay, I have that. Thank you, Councilwoman Lynch, and then um, Mr. Eckelberger, and we will move forward in decisioning on this item. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, my council colleagues stole the words out of my mouth. I I support the hundred thousand um, dollars and holding up three million dollars of general fund revenue, and we've got. Parks and Rec amendments and uh, very important amendments on the as we go scroll down to the bottom of this page, holding that three million dollars um, up is a uh, I don't know if that's the direction that we should go without having the adequate, you know, the, the adequate um, and diligent study um, that will surely produce us a better number than what we have before us today. Thank um, you. Oh, thank I'm sorry. You. Thanks. I'm, I'm, OK. Um, Mr. Eckelberger, and then I'm going to move forward. Mr. Eckelberger, did you have a last comment there? Yes, ma'am. I just want people to be clear. The original numbers from the police and fire associations were the 8.9 million as the cost. They agreed to split that in half, which is where you get Ms. Robertson's 4.25. But police and fire also admitted that their numbers did not include employee benefits and all of these people are in your defined benefit retirement system and that alone is 50 percent of salary approximately um it was the uncertainty about the real cost of this that led me to suggest the planned the, the study in the first place um and i concur with everything everybody has said um, maybe not the timeline for getting it done. That seems to be excessive. Um, but the need for the study is paramount before you take any steps to implement such a sweeping change in your police and fire compensation. So Thank that's oh. where that came from. Thank you. And so what I want to uh, put on the table because we are addressing all other employees through the first phase of the um, what we are calling, I guess, the city council compensation plan that I would like to put on the table. We've already agreed that $100,000 to conduct the study. We do not know how long it will take to procure and that we go on and minimally um, ensure that police and fire can have the two-step starting October 9th. So just like all other city employees who are being uh, compensated to whatever the degree based on Gallagher and the 3.25, that they're not left out in terms of compensation. And so I'd like to put on the table that 
minimally. We'll have the study. We'll get that information back and we'll proceed with uh, looking to implement that based on the findings. Um, but that uh, at October 9, just as with all other city employees, that they could go on and get started with the two uh, the two step. And that's I'd like to see if there would be consensus for that. The study and the two uh, two step that would begin um, October 9th, and then the study would inform us thereafter. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I, I just Were you voting I, yes to that? Or I, I saw you. It I, was a question. I am, but I just okay. wanted to reiterate that I prefer the the other option first over the pay plan. But I would not. I want to make sure we're doing something and not nothing at all. So. Thank you, Councilwoman Larson. I certainly would vote? prefer the other as well, but um, are we going to vote on the other? Um, and, and what's the other? Just, just the so other would be um, doing the study and um, uh, earmarking the three million doing the study. Number one, we've already agreed to that, and then uh, the three million that would be available uh, um, January first. No, no, no. <laughs> You don't I'm, have. And again, man, sorry, man, I think I think what, what what Councilperson Lynch and I were discussing. But I've just said, but Mr. Oh. Jones, let me be clear. I was just clarifying what that other option, what we've been talking about, was to do a study and have that study inform us relative to implementation of a pay plan that would be uh, uh, begin January first. What I think I just heard from all the prior that's discussion was not to do was not. What's if I can finish this, then what I was putting back on the table, we have the study, um, was to first ask if, in fact, there would be consensus to go on, because there is 2.5 already, 2.5 million already in the budget for the, for the two-step plan, whether or not we would have consensus to go on and proceed with that effective October 9th, so that police and fire, just like all the other employees, would have a level of compensation. That we have, we know of, it's been vetted, et cetera. That's President, what, what I would now. like to recommend as it relates to this, because there was at least two of us that, that, that were with this one direction of pay plan study, table the three million and anything else, and let's move on to another area. Okay, so that's two. I'd like to know if we would have consensus, if we would have uh, five others who would be amenable to going forward with um, pay. The study is uh, we consensed on that, but going forward with the 2.5, which allows for the two-step October 9th, and being informed by the study for future compensation. Can I see hands um, of everyone who would be amenable to that? Can, can you state that again, Madam President? Because again, okay. I'm saying the All same. All right, yeah. we will do. We will conduct a study, a pay plan study for police and fire. That will inform us for the future regarding compensation for police and fire. But October 9th, along with all other employees who will receive a level of compensation because of the Gallagher study and the 3.25, et cetera, that the police and fire would be able to go on and get underway with the two-step 
study that are, those funds are already in the budget at the uh, at 2.5 million that they would be able to receive compensation October 9th along with the rest of the organizational staff um, period that has been vetted we do know what the two steps um, would be those funds are built in and what is that amount madam president 2.5 million is already built into the budget where, where is that amendment where it is, is not an amendment. It's already a part of Madam president. I would just recommend that we would stay the course with what Councilperson Lynch and I are already there on. Do the study and let's move on. That's two people. And I'm looking to see if we have uh, five persons who are amenable to everybody's agreeable to doing the study, but amenable to going forth with the two step that's in the budget already that came from the administration for police and fire such that they would have an increased salary just as every other member of this uh, governmental organization. And members, if I could see your hands, please. Okay, so we have five persons who would be amenable and I'm gonna just, so that you know, Ms. Larson, Ms. Robertson, Ms. Jordan, Ms. Lambert, Ms. Trammell and myself we would be amenable to the 2.5 uh, two-step going into effect October 9th, the study being done, and it will inform future compensation for police and fire. Thank Madam you. Madam President, just for a yes, point of clarification, yes. so we're talking about adding $500,000 to your $2.1 million amendment on the first line item with the Gallagher's, with, the, with that plan. No, there's no five is already we're talking about yes, removing the three million, two point five is already in the budget for the two step. It came to us from administration for police and fire. So Mr. Eckelberger, can you I, I just want to clarify what was going on there. You all agreed to to stick with the step increases as were included in the mayor's proposed budget. So you don't need the three million dollar appropriation, which means, Samson, if you will go back to the decrease spreadsheet, the decrease tab. And you've already taken out the negative um, 2.5 million. So right now, you don't. The only thing you've got for police and fire is the step increase as was introduced and you've got the $100,000 for the compensation study. And that. So how much money we got to work with now? You've still got 2.56 million. I mean, okay. at the bottom, it, don't, don't worry about the bottom right now. You had 2.56 million, but if you go to the bottom of the, the green, Samson, down to the bottom of the green section, you spent $6.8 million on compensation, and you had five point eight to start with, which leads us to the remaining item in compensation, which is a discussion of the um, public defenders and the proposal that was discussed earlier uh, was because you lost the revenue uh, that was being discussed last week that we phase this in just like we're phasing in the, the Gallagher study for general employees, do half of it now and the other half next year. Any 
comment in terms of that recommendation? And I see hands, but uh, so Lambert, Trammell, Robertson, Larson. Um, I I just wanted to, I, well, we voted on the measure to make sure that um, we're compensating um, p- police and fire. That was what my hand was up for. Uh, yes, that, okay. Thank you, Ms. Yeah. Lambert. We did. Thank you, Councilwoman Robertson. So the question that I would ask is. There is no money in the budget that we receive from the administration for the public increase of monies, period, uh, for the public defender's office. Is there? No, ma'am, there is not. Okay. So this is a new add-on amendment. This is not anything that we have come to a consensus of council members that we want to increase our budget by adding in this additional um, amendment, amendment requests for public offenders. I think that is a great amendment. Uh, but we have lots of amendments that we have in the budget that have not been entertained at all. Um, and if we, but we are including this one over anyone else's amendments as to be given any consideration. Is that correct? Um, New- New funding now, amendments, not not you know moving money from one place to the other. New fund additional funding amendments that are absolutely new funding, first time. Are there any others amendment requests other than for public offenders? Yes, if what if I they? could clarify what this spreadsheet is trying to show you. I understand what you're trying to show us, Mr. I understand what you're trying to show us, but you're also making a determination that no, all no, ma'am, that is not what this no, ma'am, that is not what this is doing. This is saying that this, Madam Chair, may I? Yes. Speak to you? Okay. So let, okay. Mayor. Okay, may Councilwoman. You, I think you, yes. If you will finish your point, then I'm going to go to the other council members, and we're going to move in terms of this item. Okay. I'm not suggesting that any. I appreciate what the staff is doing, and I appreciate what they are trying to help us get to a place based on the amendments. What I and what the point I want to make is that there are other amendments that have asked for new funding in this budget that are not getting the same level of first-time request priority as is for the public defenders. And I think that what we need to do, Madam Chair, is make a determination. We can raise our hands and say that is a higher priority of the other requests and let's move forward with it. And I'm comfortable with doing that. Thank you. Um, Councilwoman Robertson, and I'll come back um, to you, but there are other items that are brand new in this budget, as Mr. Eckerberg has indicated, um, that would, um, this section right below, but I will come back to that one as soon as I take the next two council members so we can decision on that and move forward. Councilwoman Larson and then Councilwoman Lynch. Um, thank you, Dr. Nobel. Are we voting on the other measure for police and fire, or are we just moving forward? Well, at this point, we've completed uh, police and fire. We're going to do the study, and then October 9th, 
um, along with all other employees, they will receive um, compensation, but their compensation will be consistent with the two-step plan that was already in the budget and came to us from the administration. No, I, I totally understand where we are. and, and I'm sorry. I, I, I understand where we are and that there was consensus on honoring what the mayor put forward, but I voted for it because I didn't want to not vote for anything, but I didn't have I didn't have an opportunity to vote on the implementation of the pay plan that we are going to study. And the questions that I asked earlier about could we get some more follow up on procurement and would it really take as long as the estimate we got and so on and so forth. So. I I mean, am I going to is this. Is this off the table at this point, or is it going to be readdressed somewhere? Um, I, think, I think police at this point, would like to know. At this point, we, were, um, we did go on and address it. That's why I was putting it out, so that we could get closure, because we'd been going back and forth with that one. And so at okay. the point we voted to move forward with the two-step October 9th and to do the study, then that removed the need for the additional discussion of the item. Okay. I I just wish we would have voted on the other the other one um first before we voted on the pay pay plan. I I want I want to support police and fire in some way. I am concerned that the pay plan implementation is I guess about sixty percent of um Fire and police actually won't see anything in their pocket. So, um, thank you. Thank you, Miss Lynch. Um, two, two, two things. Um, given where we are, I mean, I'm just confused as to how we got so sidetracked from that budget that was presented last Wednesday. Yeah. Um, yeah number yeah, one. Yeah. Um. Number two, and it appears that if we were to go with that original proposal, all these other items would be funded, um, all the other priority items that council had, had put in. To an answer Council Member Robertson's um, question about priorities, my understanding is that Bill had taken the amendments that were put in, that were put in by each of us and grouped them by the frequency, how many different council members put in those amendments, and that's how he determined priority. Um, but I'm just going to go, you know, push the sanity now button and um, and question why, you know, what was why we couldn't perhaps now that we've now that we've um, made a decision going forward on police and fire. And it strikes me that we lost about seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So Bill had to kind of recreate and restructure a, a budget here in which he had to also include or wanted to include the um, step increases. It looks like with that or if we go back to that original budget, we could fund all the rest of those items, given this two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of surplus that we had, plus um, the five hundred thousand, which has now been amended, amended into the two point one that uh, uh, council member new bill that we just voted on. Um, we could be able we, we could do that and fund all the uh, remaining items in the budget without having to go through the rest of them line by line. So I'm wondering. If okay, we I am. Revisit that. <laughs> okay, that. Uh, okay, I'll 
rely on Mr. Eckelberger, but the, uh, with that, I'm, I'm not seeing that, Ms. Lynch, but to the point with um, what Mr. Eckelberger was asking about with the public defender's office, since we are doing all other, we're doing Gallagher, doing part this year, part next year, we're looking at uh, public safety, we're going to start with two-step, and then with the pay plan, the question was whether or not this could be looked at, this being public defender's office looked at and over a two-year period as well, which would be right now half and half. But Mr. Eckelberger, to Ms. Lynch's um, point, um, could I get um, feedback in terms of coverage of all of the remaining items with the revenue balance that we see here? Well, the the amount that was lost compared to last week is really the 750,000 plus right. 1.3 because 1.2, excuse me, so it's closer to 1.9 million and the 1.2 is the amount where you folks got some considerable pushback on the the 10% across the board reduction to charitable contributions, some of which appear not to be as charitable as they are organizational uh, subsidies. So that's no longer in there. The patron decided not to to go forward with that amendment. They withdrew it. So where you are is short by um, some considerable amount. That doesn't mean that you can't get there. Um, if Samson, go back to the increases um, page, if you would. If you go back to the increases page and you look within the money you've already got, go down to the bottom, Samson. You're funding everything down through the parks amendment and you haven't even gotten to the point of discussing these things yet so i don't even know the the member hasn't had a chance to go over them but you've got the money to fund down that far and you you don't even have a chance to discuss these things yet the one thing that you can do and this was part of that lengthy discussion about the arp a few minutes ago if you go back up, Samson, to that peach colored area, everything in there, if you set aside that money in the ARP, when the amendments start coming for the ARP, you can address homeless services, affordable housing, and uh, eviction prevention with ARP money. There just has to be a consensus at that time that that's what everybody in city government wants to do with the ARP money. But whether it's 115 million or 158 million, or if you throw in what's gonna come indirectly from the feds by way of the state, more than 158 million, there's gonna be money to do these things. There might not be money to do the general government things that are in some of these other boxes. Um, and what I've done here is simply group boxes together that are similar uses of money except for this bottom one, the pink one, which is miscellaneous amendments that members put in. And um, so if you go back to the pink area, you can fund the first one if you wanted. Samson, can you go down to the pink area just for a second? 
you could fund that first hundred thousand dollars, which is Mr. Addison's uh, um, participatory budgeting. This is not prejudging whether you whether you will. It's just saying you've got the money that you could. The next okay. one, you would have enough money to fund the uh, three hundred and fifty thousand for the zoning ordinance rewrite. It's not to say that you will. It says that you could. You could do that or a different amount. I don't know where the three hundred and fifty thousand figure came from. That could be too much money. Um, that's for okay. you to discuss. So all of these things are what you could do. If, but we now have this compensation issue to resolve. It's been discussed of doing more for public defenders in the way of supplements. I don't know what you guys want to do there. Okay, so at this point, at this point, you have sent this document to everyone, is that correct? Correct. Okay. Members, I'm going to, because we're not going to be able to review a decision on all of these items um, within the next. 11 minutes. We're going to ask that you will um, take these documents, have conversation with um, Bill or and or other staff, and let's be prepared to actually decision on each of these items on Wednesday and move forward. Um, I apologize. This has taken much more time in the discussion today than anticipated, but uh, we must move forward with the decisioning on all of these items. Any questions about any items, please get those answered in advance uh, of the session and be ready to roll. Any other questions or comments at this point? Yeah. Um, yes, Ms. Robertson, Ms. Jordan, Ms. Larson. I just want to ask one question about the area where the pink, the pink area for Ms. Jordan's amendment for $1 million, is that correct? For 12.5 frozen positions. Bill is saying we can fund everything that's in pink out of this 2.5. And I'm assuming that includes uh, the public defenders and everything that's in the pink. Is that correct? Not not exactly. No. Last week okay. you could have, but with I'll the losses in revenues now, no, you're going to have to make some decisions about what you okay. fund. So if you okay. want to fund that million, you've got to go back and defund some other stuff that you did that, that we've talked okay. about. Okay. I just wanted to be clear on that. I appreciate it. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you, Ms. Jordan. Thank you. Yes. Um, I'm hoping when we pick this conversation back up, we can perhaps start where we've left off this session, which is what I thought we were going to do this time. Uh, because basically, if it's like if you're one of the lines at the bottom, you're just never going to get discussed is what, it's, what it feels like. No, we're going to get through. I know get that's not intentional. I know that's not intentional. My other comment is that I also was intentional in the cuts um, to the vehicle. Um, you know, really into the weeds on some of these specific ones so that we have a clear picture of what we've agreed to cut so we know what we can fund. Thank you. Right. And again, I'm going to ask that everyone will have had all of the conversations 
either with other members for clarification or our bill or the administration so we can be prepared to vote on these items and move forward all of the items that we have not addressed today. Ms. Larson, Ms. Lambert, Mr. Jones. Um, Dr. Neagle, just a sort of a scheduling question since we only have two hours scheduled on Wednesday. And I, I hear you say we need to make decisions, but um, if that's what's going to happen on Wednesday, we're going to need to approach it differently. Yes. I know, I know that one year we like filled out a survey or something. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but, um, I, but I, I'm, I'm concerned that we only have two hours. And if we need more time, I right. would just like to discuss what those options are because my schedule is super tight over the next couple of weeks. So. Well, I was going to ask about an additional meeting time later today when we're in informal on uh, the 30th. Uh, from one to three as well, because I just anticipated I did. Well, I sure did. Well, yes, that we might need an extra date. Um, and so people could be looking at the 30th while we hear from Miss Lambert and Mr. Jones. Friday. This yes, ma'am. Um, my question is, um, I was it your amendment, um, President Newbill, the 10 percent off of all the charitable donations? Um, you, you all said you got pushback on that. Um, well, what? That uh, and, and sure. Just clarification. I pulled that back because what I considered, I don't consider RAA, the Richmond Ambulance Authority or Richmond Behavioral Health Authority as simply charitable contributions. And that was in that category. And that was not my intent. And so um, the other thing we might be able to. Yes, that was not my intent. Those entities are entities that provide critical services to our city, use those funds as uh, matches and other kinds of things. And so but the administration right. has them included as charitable. And so. Right. Uh, and yeah. Mr. Eckelberger, you said that was voluntary as well um, to um, those organizations. Is that correct? That um, that well, was some, that was my that was why I was unclear as to why it is charitable. We, when we they should be reclassified, Ms. Lambert. There's some in there that are listed as chari charitable that I'm going to be looking at reclassifying because ambulance, these are quasi-city entities executing work on behalf of the city, providing matches and services. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. If that yeah, we'll, we'll talk further on that, too. I'll talk okay. to you. Okay. Councilman you. Jones. Yes, ma'am, Madam President. Uh, again, I appreciate everyone's work um, in putting this together. There is no easy way to do it uh, by which everyone is going to walk away from this process, please. But my concern is still, it seems rather disingenuous that we have discussed police and fire ad nauseum and haven't gone really anywhere else in our conversations. And to put dollar amounts next to those seems to suggest that there are no monies uh, for other areas um, in, in, in the pink all, all the way down the list as we talk about funding priorities. And and I, again, we still have unless we're saying that, you know, the 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 the, the ARP money is going to go to housing. Housing is a major issue. I know to Councilperson uh, 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 Lambert. 
she's in the position I was in four years ago of wanting to fund uh, a particular programming at a particular uh, community center. And so how we begin to root out and get to the, 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 the basis of what we view as priorities, it just seems as if, if two or three areas had, um, two or three entries or on two or three different city council persons, um, um, you know, on, on, on their amendment sheets, they got pushed to the top and everyone else's is pushed to the bottom because we still haven't discussed them yet. And this is another two hour meeting that I don't believe we have moved the needle on what our funding priorities are. It just seems as if we just rammed police and fire, uh, and the study and, and just all around there and haven't discussed a lot of the other issues that are important to many of us on council that I would okay. be willing to support. Uh, Mr. Jones, thank you for that. And those, there are items in those boxes that haven't gotten discussed that many of us also have amendments in. So they are priorities and it was not the intent, but let me just say we will have corrective action here so that we get through the discussion of those items. My Madam question President, is I've, whether or not. This, I've done this a few times yes. to see what the priorities are. Our, our priorities are based upon the amount of time allotted to discussing those areas. And, and we I'm have spent an, an, an inordinate amount of time to discuss how we handle uh, 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 the pay, the, 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 yes. the funding of increases for police and fire. And that's that that's well worth it. But there are I, other areas that are just as important. I confirm, Mr. Jones, and I'm looking for additional time. I've asked if we can add this Friday from one to uh, three so that we do not short shrift any of the items that are in this uh, spreadsheet. Would Friday one to three be acceptable? I'm not seeing any nays. So if we can uh, go Madam President, I, I'm yes. sorry, I mean to throw a wrench into it. Um, I said uh, we need more time. I, I think we need more time. I can't make Friday. I, I mean, unless we all think we're going to be able to talk with one another, come to consensus before Friday. Uh, wonderful. But I, I don't know that we have enough time to, to do that before Friday. That seems like a very well, large and ambitious answer. I am open to um, additional let, let me do this. Let me work with staff rather than uh, to get something out today to get times are that we could look at. Um, but it, so there you're the you cannot make it on Friday. Is that correct, Miss Lynch? Any time on Friday or just one to three? Madam Chair. OK, Miss Lynch, could you. Oh, I, I apologize. Um, I, I could do nine or 10 a.m. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I guess okay, I would okay. yield to the other council members into what works with their schedules as well. And what was one to three pretty much acceptable for all other members? I didn't see any. Ms. Lynch, is there any possibility of making um, that at all? Madam President, it looks no, like no. Um, Council Member Larson has her hand up. Council Member. Okay, I'm coming to, but I'm trying to see if there's any possibility for your shifting on Friday. 
Unfortunately, there is not. I am so okay. sorry. Thank you. Um, Councilwoman Robertson and then Larson, and then I'll work to get um, other times that uh, once we are off from here, I'll ask staff to work to get other times that will work. Ms. Robertson and then Ms. Larson. So my comment is just to say there are some hard drop dead dates that we need to yes. calendar. And then uh, scheduling additional meetings and our flexibility to get the work done by the deadline that we got to is what I think needs to drive this conversation as to when we next meet. Um, and it would be great, I think, also if we just uh, send out, you know, agendas of what we got, the points of what we got to accomplish to meet those deadlines yeah. so we can have some sense of how much time we are allocating to get that done. Um, and I'd like to see that drive our availability. If we're going to wait until Friday and Monday is a critical deadline, we've backed ourselves up on a deadline that we got to meet. Um, Councilwoman Robertson, we're not, the original schedule was um, created around those deadlines, so we're not waiting until Friday. We already have a session on Wednesday um, at 1 p.m., and so I was trying to add an additional session before the Monday session. So, but that I will, helps. huh? That helps. I was assuming you were moving. No, no, no. We have a session on Wednesday. I was trying to get an additional one in for this week so we could conclude um, um, all of the review of the items in the spreadsheet this week. Uh, Madam, Madam President. Councilwoman Larson. Yeah, count, yes, Miss. The, if, if I could clarify, the, the Monday meeting would be Monday, May 3rd, and that was not scheduled as a budget work session. It's a much shorter um, meeting that was anticipated there. You're actually going to have to schedule um, at least two more because you have yet to even begin discussion of the capital budget. So. So it has to be by May 14th, Friday. Your statutory deadline, uh, well, the deadline under the charter for approving a city budget is the end of May, which this year is Memorial Day. So really Friday the 28th. And if you back up from that, you have to give a week. And then you have to back up from that and you have to give the city attorney and staff time to get all the documents ready. You must finish the general fund, the other budgets by the 14th at the absolute latest. And if you don't, then the mayor's budget as introduced will go into effect. And not, not, not just the ones you didn't finish, but the whole budget package from the mayor goes into effect uh, at the end of the month. So you're up against some hard deadlines at this point. Okay, so um, just to be clear, 
we have to approve the RPS budget by the 15th, so which is really because it's a weekend would be the 14th. And the same thing for the rest of the organization by the 28th. Okay. And so we're talking about meetings. Uh, an additional, in addition to the meeting we have already scheduled for the 28th, uh, additional two meetings. Is that what you just said? Two, two, or I would even recommend you schedule three. If you don't need the third one, that would be fine, but I, okay. I would schedule it. Okay. So let's, we may just be talking about longer work sessions, so we can work through that. Ms. Larson? Um, I just wanted to suggest that maybe our staff can put out like a yes a that's what I, yeah or something um yes because we could sit here for an hour and debate our schedules um yep thank I you miss larson thank you i was looking to ask staff to to go on and check in um with some possible dates and for us to respond back um, by the end of the day if possible uh, certainly not later than tomorrow with that, um, at this point, uh, we uh, will conclude this budget work session. Uh, the next one right now is scheduled for Wednesday at 1. Um, please be on the lookout for meeting uh, dates, times uh, that would allow us to complete this review. Thank you, and this meeting stands adjourned.